Hey guys, I'm Rob. And I'm Ashton. And this is the We Held It Together podcast. A podcast on faith, marriage, and mental health. And a bunch of random stuff. We hope you enjoy. Hey guys, how's it going? Hey We're here so glad to be back and um, we really needed a two-week restoration period and I don't think we knew, knew that we needed it, mm-hmm. but we did. Indubitably. <laughs> um, and we are, you know, kind of in the process of things with um, our home as it as far as the rebuild of it goes with um, a lawsuit. And that's all we're really about to say or allowed to say about it. But I think that's something that we're, um, we've been facing and it's been really heavy on us. And so we kind of felt like we needed to take just a step back the past few weeks because we've gotten, you know, some tough news. and Yeah. So, <clears throat> but we're here. We're back, we're recording, and we're excited. Also, I don't know if you guys have seen, but we have a website, so that's exciting. I just found out like a day ago. That's not true. <laughs> so. <laughs> that's so not true. Um, it is weheldittogether.com, and uh, we are publishing blog posts on there. Um, you guys might get a little taste of Robert's poetry that he has written. You're not supposed to tell anybody that. Like, Jeez. <laughs> Um, no, we'll but, see. Yeah. And so we also are inviting anybody that is wanting to share and willing to share. We would love for you to share your stuff and write into us. It can be anonymous. It can be with your name, but we're open to sharing. Yeah. Cool. Sounds good. He's a man of many words tonight, but we'll get him to open up a little bit more because this whole next the episode. Balls in my court. This whole next episode is about Hopeway and what that looked like, but him, um, we'll probably go backwards just a little bit as a little refresher, um, as far as what it looked like for Robert to go back to work. So that's kind of where we left off was you in Texas, but you went back to work for a period of time after you got out of the hospital. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I went back. Well, you know, I think in some ways, you know, you just want to get back to a normal rhythm and even though it wasn't great before maybe you uh, make it seem better in your head or whatever but um, I was just so fed up being locked in a hospital yeah and I felt you know I was I felt like I, I was good I was fine yeah I had some rough points but I'm ready to just tough it out and um, yeah like I, I just it was an overreaction you know all those stuff and so I really, really thought that the best thing for me was just good old hard work and getting back. You did. I remember you kept saying that. Like, I think I just need to work really hard. Yeah. And, and I, what I mean, like manual labor. Right. Like, <clears throat> you know, seven to seven every day. And I know that sounds crazy to some people, but um, yeah, in my head, that was a great option. Kept me busy. Um, and then doing that kind of made up uh therapy you know program yeah. once a week right that we talked meeting about with last the psychiatrist time. you know whatever therapist was like three times a week except robert would be like i don't need to go back to the therapist we've already talked about everything two days ago and I mean, not yeah much it's like happened. how much happens in two days right so so yeah yeah so then robert ended up having kind of a, a panic attack at work which i know we touched on last time mm-hmm. and yeah i was with a good buddy of mine and um, he was the foreman on the site. And 
honestly, it was just like a lot of things going on. And uh, I started just having a panic attack. And there's just a lot of heavy machinery around me. And I was like, I just looked at him and I said, hey, man, I need to go sit in my car yeah. for a few minutes. I'm kind of having like a, a thing, a little panic attack or something. He's like, absolutely, man. Like, please go, go. And I was like, okay. And, which is like such a miracle that he was there and yeah. like someone I knew that I could kind of somewhat open up to. That knew what you were going through. So that that kind of triggered us. I hate saying that word. Um, it then catapulted us into discussing. Oh, catapult. Catapulted. Nice. Um, discuss, uh, it pushed us into discussing what was going to happen with Robert if he wasn't going to go back to work because yeah so yeah I went to my car and never came back Uh, (laughs) I mean I did call him and let him know but I left I let Ashton know um really really bad day um and then we kind of both met with the therapist yeah and she really felt like Hopeway was the best bet she offered up a few drug rehab facilities in like Asheville and stuff and we looked into them, but we didn't feel like they were going to offer the therapy and the mental health side of things that we felt and like. And when did needed. I go to that one place, like inner city therapy place? I don't remember that. You don't remember that? I went and I went for one day, and I was like, "Babe, I can't do this. This is like rough." No, inner no, that city. was after Hopeway. Oh. That was. Oh, that was post Hopeway. You're right. You're yeah. totally right. That was my post plan. Yeah, or... which we'll touch on today. Yeah. Um, so we ended up contacting Hopeway and we, I know we again covered all of this last time, but we kind of wanted to give you guys a refresher just cause it has been a while since that episode was released, but Robert, it was going to be three weeks until he could get into Hopeway. And so I had to work and I didn't have the option of sitting at home and for lack of a better word, babysitting him, um, because the cravings were still very strong and we knew that. And I don't think either one of us felt comfortable with him being home alone all day, especially in a rental house that we hated. And so Robert um, came up with the solution of, you know, my sister and brother-in-law in Texas are really comfortable with me coming down there. I love them. They love me. They love us. Um, I love their boys. They, you know, I can help out around the house. I can help with whatever. Um, and... It would just get me out of North Carolina where I feel like I have the availability to find things that I don't need to find at that time. Um, So we called them and they basically said, yes, come, we will take you. And we booked him a flight for the next day. Um, So it was pretty instantaneous that we sent you. And we sent him for three weeks. Um, You're just staring at me like you don't remember any of this. No, (laughs) I had like a flashback. I'm just thinking of this moment. Yeah, it was at my work. You drove to my work. Yeah. Um, and I was sorry, Robert was just staring at me like he didn't remember anything, and I'm like <laughs> freaking staring out a little into bit your internally. Soul. Um, so, anyways, we sent him to Texas, and I was able to go down for one of the weekends while he was going to be there, so I could, you know, break up that three week time just because. I had been without him so much over the past few months that it was hard for me to send him away for another three weeks. And then when he got back, we were going to have a weekend together and then he was going to go to Hopeway. Mm -hmm. Um, So he got back and he actually got back just in time for our anniversary weekend trip that I had planned. 
and I had planned for two of his best friends to fly in and go on the trip with us, um, which a lot of people thought were so thought was so weird because it was our anniversary weekend. But I knew that Robert needed that. And especially right before he was to go into Hopeway, I knew that he needed to be with his best friends. And you are my best friend. (laughs) I know I'm your best friend, but I knew that you needed to be with your guys. And I was there and like they have always loved me like one of their own. So it didn't even matter that I was there. But it was just like the four best friends hanging out. And it was such a blessing to both of us because we didn't talk about it. Yeah. It was a weekend of just like having fun, laughing, reminiscing, and we didn't talk about anything. Like we didn't talk about the fire. We didn't talk about the drug bender Robert had been on. We didn't even talk about the anything. Yeah. It was a nice little oasis. Yeah, weekend getaway. <laughs> right. It was really fun. Um, so that Monday was our anniversary which was the day that we dropped him off at Hopeway. Yep. And we were having troubles with our insurance, but we kind of felt like the last time we had gone, they had told us, you know, you can sleep on it while we wait for your insurance to respond and you can come back the next day. And I remember we both decided that that wasn't a possibility. It wasn't an option for us. Cuz this, you know, once you leave, it's so hard to come back. Yeah. And it was at that time you know, it, it was really good because I'm glad, even though it's so weird and I ended up even going, um, if I had gone to Hopeway right after the other hospital, the other hospital I mean, who's to say what would have happened? But I just think my mindset, I was so on the defense and like bitter and like, you know, frustrated just with everything. Yeah. And I think God knows what you need. I think he knew that you needed all of this time. Yeah, I think so too. And um, so by then it was kind of like, you know, I kind of checked the box of like, oh, I can, I just, I can go back. It was just a fluke. I'm good. Try to go back. Yeah. You know, that didn't Fail. work out. And it's like, okay, <laughs> Sorry. dang it. But you did. You failed. <laughs> yeah, I failed at life. No, you <laughs> failed at going back to like living a normal life because you weren't stable yet. And we both knew that. It, we just needed to walk through it. I mean, your mom knew that. Your mom was like, I don't think this is wise. But we needed to make that decision for ourselves. And she was right, but it was like, and I know she was right. I will tell her right now that she was right. Yeah, and it's hard to accept weakness. It's hard to accept, yes, um, I'm not able to handle this. And yes, I am struggling with addiction (laughs) and withdrawal. And yeah. knowing just how vulnerable you are like that's hard that's hard to accept Mm, yeah and I I mean as a selfish wife which I think was another thing like you know again your mom was saying like no he's not ready and I was being selfish as a wife and she like I said she was so right and so I just wanted to selfishly hang on to you as much as I could so that's that was kind of where we both fell short and that's okay um because then Hopeway worked out. And like I said, I think God knows what was needed and God's timing is perfect. And they were able to get you in. It was our anniversary. So we, you know, felt like that was going to be great. So November 18th, mm-hmm. you, I dropped you off. Um, and yeah, I mean, I don't know if you want to like talk about your first day or first night and 
Do you remember it? Because I do. <laughs> well, my first night, um, you know, you have your own room, which is nice. And I remember they didn't take my iWatch. They didn't take your brand new Apple Watch that I had given you for our anniversary. So I was able to text so over they, the Wi-Fi. They did. Well, he was right beside the nurse's station. His room was. So his room backed up to the nurse's station, basically. And they take your phone from you for the first 36 hours, 24 hours. 72 72 hours. No, five days. It's five days, isn't it? Is it? I don't know. I don't remember. So basically, it's... Either it's, three or five. It's an extended period of time, and you can't have any electronics. But Robert had his Apple Watch with him still, and they didn't take that from him. And so the way that he was, like, located so close, so close. to his phone yeah. in the nurse's station, he was able to text me on his Apple Watch. And it was... I mean, it was so good for me because I was freaking out that for however long I wasn't going to be able to talk to you. Yeah. And then I got a text that night and it was like, Hey babe, I'm in my bed. I'm close to the nurse's station. I'm getting texts. Like it was just like glory to me. Yeah. Um, and I mean, overall everyone was pretty friendly. I remember, you know, just going to their cafeteria and, you know, thinking it would be like the hospital, but it was so, so relaxed mm. you just went to the cafeteria and there was like a soda machine yeah and there's you know a buffet and all this stuff like a coffee and, bar all day and um just you know people of all ages mm-hmm. which really yeah. shocked me i think and heart- a great thing was there was initially i was like oh gosh if i can be honest with you like i get you know in your most vulnerable state you don't want to see anyone you know but there was a woman that was a good family friend who was there. And um, I didn't, you know, to be honest, I didn't know her too well um, before. But it really was a blessing just to have a familiar face there. Yeah, and I had never met her before. But I felt so much peace with knowing that she was there with you. And I think it ended up being such a good relationship between the two of you that she was able to kind of bring you in because she had gotten there like a week or two earlier than you. Mm-hmm. So she'd already kind of made connections and she was able to ring, bring Robert in because I remember you did text me that that first night or maybe you called me the first night that you were there for dinner. You sat by yourself. Yeah. And I think that broke my heart just thinking about you sitting by yourself and everybody eating in groups. Um, but regardless you did fall into kind of a fold yeah. and you were with, um, so they put you on like a track. So I think it was like a, B and C track is kind of how it was. So they give you like a school, it looks like a school schedule basically. Like if you were in high school Mm -hmm. and you get put in with this track and you're with this track for however long you're at Hopeway, which is really cool. So Robert was there for a full 30 days, which is what they recommend, which was amazing. Um, and so this track, you're with that same group of people, but as they phase out, more people will phase into your track and you kind of start getting to know people really well. So every therapy session for every single day from eight to five is with your same group. So you're getting yeah, to imagine know these like, people. And you know, my group was <laughs> the majority was older. And about imagine everybody at their worst. Yeah. And how raw people are. Yeah. You don't care about oh, this he's in college, she's retired. No, I mean, it's like we're all dealing with like the worst of the worst. And so you really grow some tight bonds. And I just remember being struck by the positivity 
in the room, like people would just speak out like into people's lives. Like, you don't even believe that. Like I can, you know, you know, people that have been there and known the person longer than I had, you know, that first day or second day, where it's like, you know, just like telling them their qualities and what they see in them and mm. just, I was like, whoa, like, this is crazy. Um, yeah. And I would say the staff was pretty amazing about that too. Every, yeah, the staff was really friendly. Every staff member that I met was just so welcoming. Like, oh, you're Robert's wife. Like, welcome. Um, they had a fire pit. So one night I came and brought Robert Chick-fil-A and they, you know, turned on the fire pit for us and like wouldn't let anybody else out there with us. So it was just the two of us and we got to have like a date night. Yeah. And they were really excited about that for us, that we could have that time together because I think they knew that we needed that. Yeah. But at the same time, there were, I, you know, because he was in Charlotte. My parents live in Charlotte, so I would, or north of Charlotte. So I would go stay with my parents for the weekend. So that way I could be at every visitation with Robert. And there were times where you would say, no, don't come. Um, yeah. And that was hard. That was so hard. It would be, you know, no, don't come. It's, I don't, I don't, it's not that I don't want you here was kind of the way that you put it. But it's really good when you're here and it's even harder when you leave. And yeah, and, and it just allowed me to kind of sometimes, I mean, sometimes it was great, you know, and, but sometimes I just felt like I really needed to focus on some things. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, the good thing was, is you overlapped with Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. So I, you were able to submit for a pass and I was able to pick you up that early morning and we went and had Thanksgiving day at your parents' house. And I think it just filled your cup up. And in some ways, I think in some ways it was really hard, but it was a good break mm -hmm. to kind of have that moment and that day. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I remember that. And, you know, I definitely was on the fence about like, do I, should I go? Am I yeah. making a wise choice? I know what I like, what I want to do, what my emotions are telling me. But when you're in that, <laughs> when you're dealing with this stuff, it's like you can't trust your emotions. Yeah. Um, and I think you get used to that. So, were your emotions telling you that you shouldn't go? No, I think my personality, I can, especially in that, when I was in like just a darker place, was always like fear and worst case scenario. And then my emotions were probably like, yeah, go. Hmm. And so it was kind of the combination of that. Um, I think it was good that I went. Yeah. But, um, yeah, and the days were super structured. They did um, all types of stuff. Uh, like, you know, the weekends they had horticulture and these trips to the movie theater, but also um, gardening, music, uh, all types of therapy. So what um, was your favorite class that you did there? I mean, I call it class, but it was basically like group therapy, but you were having class. You know, I can't even tell you. Uh, you know, they did cooking, which... I think the, my favorite was not necessarily a class, but there was a certain psychiatrist there. He's one of the head psychiatrists who'd, who'd fill in. Yeah. you. I remember you telling me about him. And he was so inspirational. Mm. You, I think at one point you had asked to switch to him. Yeah. Because um, I'd never met someone like that who was so knowledgeable on life mm. and change and human nature and mentalities and mood and like all this stuff and like I was like whoa and I mean it just gave me a whole new way of thinking yeah and he was I mean he was, he got down to brass tacks I mean he was like look 
your brain is hardwired in this way and it takes six to 18 months to rewire your brain, Mm -hmm. you know? So this is not going to be easy. This is going to take work. It's interesting that you say that. Um, well, there's a few things. So one of them is that when Robert was going in, we told his psychiatrist at that point in time that we were wondering if he potentially had bipolar type two, but he was not officially diagnosed with that. Um, and so that is something at Hopeway that they like to have done before you leave is have your official diagnosis done. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the second thing is they like for you to be completely regulated with your medication. So they are trans- changing your medication weekly, I believe it was. Yeah. And it's not, I know that sounds so weird, but it's not, I'm not talking like try this pill. No, that doesn't work. Try this pill. I'm talking like tweaking your milligrams and maybe introducing or reducing one or another medication at a time until they kind of feel like you're getting on a perfect concoction. Everything is gradual. So gradual. Yeah. Um, But. Which is huge. I think it's hard, but like you got to be patient. Yeah. It's hard because the American mindset, my mindset is take a pill and feel better. You know, take a pain pill and your headache goes away. And NSAID, you know, ibuprofen, whatever. Um, it's not, it's not, take a pill and keep taking it. And within six weeks, you'll know if it works or not. If it doesn't work, you got to go back down for another six weeks and then start another one that might, you know, it's yeah. just rough. And, you know, a really great way to, cut out a lot of that is going to a really skilled psychiatrist Mm -hmm. who can read into what you're saying kind of pick the trends and the red flags and the kind of the warning signs and kind of direct you in the right way um to maybe you know a class of drugs or whatever but um getting back on topic (laughs) Uh, no it's I mean I I think so you met with your psychiatrist like once a week and then he would meet with his therapist once a week unless there was like a dire need to meet with your therapist which I think I don't think that there was like if you didn't I think for like for somebody who maybe is interested in going to Hopeway one we would really recommend it two you know if it's something where you go and you don't go to your classes and you stay in your room all day because your room's actually locked during the day, so you can't go and hang out in your room. Um, and they do make sure, like, they take attendance and they make sure that you're coming to class every day. So it's not like you can skip out on that kind of stuff. Um, so it is technically a locked facility, but you have a lot more free reign. You know, everybody carries around a book bag. You're wearing your normal clothes. You can have your cell phone. You can have your laptop. It feels very casual there. You don't feel like you're in a locked facility. Yeah. I, I know that that's at like There's probably trails you can go walk on. You can go out to the gym, the greenhouse. Yeah. And it the... probably sounds like I, like, I mean, I, I can't speak for that, I guess necessarily because I, I wasn't there, but I feel like the vibe that I got while I was there was almost like a college campus. A very, very depressed yeah a lot of sad people but like but like in the casual I guess in the way that like people are kind of changing classes at different times and like with book bags and like you know the cafeteria schedule yeah it just felt very like like that to me and you know all that stuff reports back to your insurance like when you're missing days and Mm -hmm. stuff so 
Yeah. And they encourage you to, but they will not stop you. It's not forced. It's never forced. It's not forced, but they um, will send somebody into your room to sit with you and talk with you to try and figure out why you're not getting out of bed. Yeah. If you don't get out, your your therapist and your psychiatrist are made aware and they come visit. Um, and, you know, just little things. And so I think maybe the benefits, the real benefits that I got from Hopeway... Um, was a real recognition of how messed up I was mm. on so many levels. Um, and then acceptance with that, like true acceptance. Yeah. And then getting into a rhythm. I mean, I, it's not like I I came out of this place. I'm doing mindfulness meditation for <laughs> five hours of the, of the day and make, making rocks float. Like, but... <laughs> You know, you had the force with you. Maybe. <laughs> no, I mean, like, yeah, they did all that tai chi, yoga, meditation. Oh yeah, your tai chi lady was special. Yeah, she was awesome. <laughs> and that was really great. And I think I would encourage people to look into that. Um, well, I, I think, think everything can can be spun in in a a Christian light instead of you know talk give. You know, just say positives about yourself. And that's something else. Hopeway is not a Christian facility. Yeah. So that was something that I think you came out of this process. I think your medication was good. And and we've talked about that before is once you get your medication right, then you have to do the legwork to get good. Like that gets you stable. Then you have to do the legwork to get ahead. So like the therapy, that also causes you to get ahead. Being right with the Lord causes you to get ahead. So Robert was able to get stable on his medication. Yeah, what they say is you're when you arrive at Hopeway, you're on a trajectory to going down, if not rock bottom. And they will put you in the trajectory of going up. Yeah. And it's up to you to continue in that. And I think that's and a great way of the, putting it. They'll get it. you in the skills to do that. They'll give you the skills to do that. Right. They really and, will. And I think that they did. And, and they care. They really care. I mean, from... You know, the nightly meetings or the goal setting and just like little things. Just they build this rhythm and the relationship with the staff and all that um, is really great. So Yeah, and and interestingly enough, before we had decided on that was where you were going, um, my parents' best friends had actually sent me an article from someone they knew who had also been to Hopeway and had a very weirdly similar story to you of bipolar type 2 had gone, you know, kind of MIA and gone missing and um, was found and, you know, just like tried hospitalizations and stuff and wasn't able to get get stable until he went into Hopeway. Um, and so Robert did get out of Hopeway the week prior to Christmas and we ended up spending about 13 days, I think, um, with family. Mm-hmm. And it was mostly your family, which was fine um, because I think, I don't, I don't think you were fully ready to face my family on a whole front. Um, whether you wanted to admit that or not, I think in your head you were like, no, I'm fine. Like, we, you know, we've made peace. And and Robert had seen my family here and there. But I don't think it was like... And then, like, like they'd seen me on my, at my pretty low point. Like me, you know, in the in the bin with bathrobe and stuff. Yeah, and they had come they had come to visit you. (laughs) But I think that for you it was also still like there was some shame associated with seeing my parents. Um 
And I can remember you saying that to me so often, like, I looked at your dad in the face and I told him that I would protect you and I would love you and I would cherish you and I didn't. And I think you struggled with that for a little bit of like promising my dad all these things when you asked him if you could marry me and then feeling like you had failed on that front. Mm -hmm. Um, But there was utter and complete forgiveness from my parents there, which is really awesome to see. But we went and stayed with Robert's family. I think it was like 13 days, right? Or 10 days or something. Something like that. Um, but basically, you know, Robert's dad picked him up from Hopeway. Um, I think they got Chick-fil-A. Yeah. And drove back to Greensboro. And um, I went to go be with him, which was really awesome. And, you know, everybody was in town. So it was such a blessing to see everybody. But at the same time, it's like, I think everyone kind of expected you to be great. Yep. And, you know, Robert just finished Hopeway. Like, he just finished 30 days. He's on his medication. That's great. Like, he's perfect. He's healed. We're, we're moving forward. And I think, like I said, we got you stable. And then it needed to continue on the upward trajectory with what was going to happen after Hopeway. Yeah. The ball was in my court or our court. Yeah. And, um, I mean, yeah. And I had some some rough days that hit very soon after and it was like you know remember what you learned kind of thing and feeling like you know even that feeling of like this is all crud none of this this is all junk in the moment nothing does nothing for you and I mean you know he's gonna kill me for saying this but like I remember um being at a really low point being just off and um, I was out on the front porch on the rocker with my brother John. Mm-hmm. And I, like, I'm kind of staring at the ground and just kind of opening up to him about just kind of the thoughts in my head and what's going, what's, what I'm going through. And and I look over, and, you know, this is John. If you don't know John, he's, like... The manliest of the manly. Manly man, <laughs> super soldier, all this stuff. And he's Sharpshooter. He's just weeping yeah crying and uh man seeing him like that I mean I I don't think I've ever seen him cry well and I remember that because I somebody was like hey I think Robert and John are out on the front porch it's time for dinner and I go outside and I see you and Joe and John are all standing on the front porch like holding hands crying well holding shoulders (laughs) holding shoulders and I was so confused I'm like what the heck just happened here? <laughs> and like, no one said a thing. We all just had our hands on each other's shoulders. Crying. Crying for like, felt like forever. I know. And I, I mean, I kind of stood there and watched because I think it was, it was such a sweet moment, but it was also one of those like disbelief that John was crying. <laughs> yeah. And then it was like, what just happened? And then the concern started creeping in. So, um, yeah, that, that was definitely hard. But, and I think, you know, there were hard days after you got out of Hopeway. There were plenty of hard days. And, you know, something that they told us was be prepared for relapse. Yeah. And that still to this day terrifies me. It is one of my biggest fears. I think, um, you know, there was a relapse. And that was something that we did walk through. Um, and it was in March And so I think that that was hard because we felt like we were on the up and up. But like I said, I think 
and Robert, I really think that you could speak on this, is that you weren't right with the Lord. You were Mm -hmm. really good in a medicinal place. You were pretty great in a therapy place. But I think it really took wrestling with the Lord to get 100%. Yeah, I, I would completely agree with that. I think, you know, it's it's funny how, well, I say funny, but it's really sad, honestly, how quickly your mind fools itself into thinking that you can handle it mm. or you can control your, your situation. And, um, you know, even like God will show himself strong in so many ways. And then like the next week. You're trying to do something in your own strength again. Yeah. And it's like, come on. You know, it's like, and then there's stories like the Israelites, you know, in the desert. And you're like, okay, I'm not alone. <laughs> yeah. It's not just me. Everybody, um, like, turns away from the Lord constantly. It's yeah, just our like, sin nature. It's just human nature. We, how quickly we forget. And um, so I, I guess just thoughts started creeping in. And I started to rationalize things. Thought I knew best. And, you know, every now and then would have these low days. And and meanwhile, this was right as coronavirus was hitting. This was right as the pandemic was hitting. Yeah, so the business I had started kind of screeches to a halt. Yeah, we're, um, we're at home, you know, all day, every day, just the two of us, like not able to see friends. And Robert's a really social person. I don't know if y'all know that about him, but like... I know that he's doing really well when he wants to see people and hang out with people. And I know he really is doing well when he wants us to be together and to do it together and to hang out and like us to go on dates and have fun. So when things start going differently from that, it's a really big sign for me that something's not right. So I think that that all kind of, kind of came to a head pretty quickly. Yeah. And, um, you know, there was a relapse and it, it rocked. Well, and I think it's worth mentioning, like, how that came upon, or, well, I don't know why I'm trying to talk so fancy. I don't know. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Say what you want to say. Say what you mean to say. No, like, just how that all happened, and I think when you just, it goes back to, you have to realize just that you are in a vulnerable place, because how it happened was Ashton, I think, worked late or something, but, um... I watched this uh, documentary. I think I had gone to bed and you stayed up and watched it. Okay. Yeah, I just know you weren't there. Yeah. And I watched this documentary and, you know, it just pops up. It's like, huh, I click into it and it's talking about all these drugs, different type of drugs. And not like promoting it or anything like that. It just had them there. And well, it was also talking about like ways that people were hiding them, ways that they were getting away with being drug addicts without like people catching them. And then like interviewing the people and talking about the experiences and stuff like that. And so yeah. it, it just, I mean, just opened Pandora's box again. And I feel like for me, because Robert actually told me he watched this and I, was, I asked him point blank, well, did this trigger stuff for you? And he was like, no, if anything it did the opposite. Like if anything, it made me not want to do drugs because I didn't want to be like those people. But he told me. So, um, and I think that's something that Robert often does is like he'll tell you in a non like super upfront way because it's his way of telling you, but it might not actually have been super obvious to the person he's telling. 
of what's going on. Yeah. Um, and, and so, I mean, I'm definitely not proud of it, but you, I think the mind of a someone who's done that, and when you're still so close, and, and you know, it takes a while for these things to heal, and these hooks, you know, I don't know a better way to say it, to kind of come out if they ever do. And um, and so my mind just went down that road, and went, I mean, it was just. I mean, you know, and we had put safe, you know, guards in place, Mm -hmm. you know, block people and whatever, but friend of a friend of a friend, you know, you just figure it out. And that's the hard part. It's like, it's, you know, this, this hard, challenging thing that if you want to find it, you can, and you really have to have the willpower not to. Yeah. But eventually, I mean, this happened not very long. It was pretty quickly that I caught on and pretty quickly that I searched his book bag and pretty quickly I found everything. It was a lot of anger and rage towards me. Yeah. Um, and you know, it's, it's a miracle that you caught on so quick because it escalated so quick. Yeah. Escalating. Yeah. It was getting worse and worse like day by day, I would say. Yeah. And, um, yeah. Yeah, I had a lot. Well, I had a a baggie for Billy Goat's Beard and Co. Oh, I guess that's the first time I've ever said it. Shout out to Billy Goat's Beard and Co. Guys, check it out. It's Robert's <laughs> business. <laughs> but I had a baggie um, of you know where I like a change purse kind of thing that I used to different markets, and I mean, by the time I came to or whatever. You know, all that cash was gone. And I think the hard part, too, is that was considered a manic episode. Um, So Robert did technically black out during that, and a lot of it he does not really remember again. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's it's the lie that you think that these can help, these drugs can help. When you are suffering with this stuff, I mean, science, you look it up, and they they do test on it that there can be drug-induced manic episodes it can push you into the mental health kind of spectrum um and it negates medication Mm. and i've wondered that before i mean i have i've voiced that to you i've wondered that before if you hadn't have done drugs if it would have if you would have had bipolar type 2 i you know I, i his doctor strongly disagreed with doing medicinal marijuana because he said you know well first of all it's not legal in the state of north carolina but second of all you it doesn't, it like completely negates the medicine that you're taking and yeah. it, it can cause manic episodes. And so, you know, and it twice, can sleep you into a deeper depression. And totally. the thing is these uppers like that, you, you pay the piper Yeah. on the back end. You yeah. All, what comes up must come down. And I, you know, and like I said, we quickly, I quickly caught on. Um, and Robert's mom was such a blessing in that too because she did call me and her her antennas were up too. Um, and so we both caught on together and she actually drove to us again and stayed with us and really kind of took the burden off of me for a little bit because I needed just some space because I was hurt. I was hurt that we were back there. But, you know, I kind of just told her like, hey, I need to go to work and I need to just clear my mind because I need to be away from him for a second and it's not because I didn't love Robert. I didn't love who he was at that moment in time. The guy who 
you know, was able to lie to my face or whatever. Um, yeah. Because that's who he becomes when he starts doing drugs. He becomes somebody that I don't know. Because that's not the Robert that I fell in love with. The Robert that I fell in love with is a really honest puppy dog eye kind of guy. And it was hard. It was really hard that we were back there so quickly. But, you know, what's really awesome is that, one, our family is our prayer warrior. Like, we just are surrounded by people who love us and care about us and are praying over us. And that we have counsel. And so Robert was able to call his brother-in-law and really talk to him and kind of, well, I mean, you called quite a few people. That was Robert's thing is he needed space from us too. So he would go walk around the neighborhood and just talk on the phone with Pace, yeah. um, his brother-in-law, his brothers, um, they his dad, him pastor again. he called his pat, like, you know, our pastor. Um, so it was good that he was, expressing all of this but there was kind of this wall of like i need to break through this i need to break down these walls yeah i i was there's no there's no better way of saying it than just like i had a hard heart yeah and i had a fog over my head and when you're when you're doing these things it changes the way you think and you do things you would think you would never do and um, you can rationalize anything for the drug. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I was battling that. I was really battling that. And angry at slipping into that mindset of, oh, here I am again, you know, failing and having bad days. And I, I think... I don't know. I mean, I probably was missing medication too. You know, I don't, I can't remember, but I'm sure like I wasn't on top of that stuff. Yeah. And so just in this low point and, um, just angry. And there's part of me that just wanted to like run, get out of there. Um, you know, I'm glad I didn't, but you know, you put the shame and everything else and, uh, my mom would like and Ash and they just put on worship music and they'd be praying and <laughs> we I was like so angry like, sit together and pray over you out loud so not like hear. angry at them but I, like inside I was like boiling like oh my gosh this oh you were so angry at us <laughs> we got yelled at a lot <laughs> but we would just like try and take it as best as possible but I mean your sweet mom like I I know I yelled back I know I did. I think your mom just is such a warrior and so awesome. So And I was just trying to rationalize it. Like, this is the only thing that helps me. Yeah. I'm duh, duh, duh. I mean, yeah. And it was such a lie. And I knew it was a lie. But. But, you know. Goodness comes. And that's how, that's when we're ended. What? Yeah. Cliffhanger. Oh, my goodness. Well, that's what we'll say is goodness comes in the morning. I mean, I feel like that's darkness at night, but you know, goodness comes in the morning and, and, and that is what happened. So, um, I guess Robert wants to share that next time. (laughs) Yeah. Pick up. Alrighty. Hey folks, real quick. I want to tell you about a need to have product for your home. The auto fire guard or better known as AFG fireball. This product performs better than a fire extinguisher or overhead sprinkler system. 
Ashton and I wish we had known about the fireball prior to our house fire, but we sleep better now that we have one. Get yours today at quoradistribution.com. That's Q-U-O-R-A distribution.com. And use code HELDTOGETHER at checkout for your discount. Again, that's HELDTOGETHER. Hey guys, thanks so much for tuning in our episode this week. We hope you subscribe and give us that five-star review. We would like to thank Alex Mannering for our artwork and Audio Jungle for our music. The podcast was done by Robert and me. We'll see you next week.